When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome back. I want to start off today's episode with a story. And before I go any further, I realize I probably need to to let you guys all know that there's a heavy dose of sarcasm in this story. I don't want you to, to just leave this episode with your with your feathers all ruffled before you hear me out here. Um, so with that sarcasm warning, I, I want to start out here. So gather around, boys and girls, men and women, and listen about the story of Christmas of 2018. You know, it might be hard to imagine it now with, with markets at all-time highs and any fears of a recession and, and fears of a bull market uh, in the very back of, of everyone's mind. But it was only a year ago that the Christmas of 2018 was almost ruined by the evil Grinch, Jerome Powell, and, and his his equally evil henchman, Donald Trump, and, and what they did in the second. Well, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I'll start off this story from the beginning. In the middle of 2018, the stock market, which we all know is, is the, the best indicator of, of economic growth and financial and social well-being. The stock market is everything in the United States, was doing very well. There had been a scare in early 2018, probably because somebody had pushed the wrong button or got overzealous. It certainly wasn't a systemic issue or anything like that. But the stock market by midsummer was ripping higher, ripping to new highs or near new highs. And and any fears of, of the bear market that had been present only months earlier was, was no longer a concern for most. It looked like it was going to be a good Christmas season. Everybody's 401ks, everybody's portfolios were going to be filled to the brim just as their their stockings would be as well. And then in the final quarter of 2018, two things happened that made people very afraid, made people very, very afraid. And it was, of course, done by by the Grinch that I mentioned beforehand, Jerome Powell. And we'll start off with, with his story. Jerome Powell, of course, at the time, and still is today, the uh, chairman of the Federal Reserve. And of course, the role of the Federal Reserve is to support the markets, to always make sure that markets are going higher, that markets are always um, per- protected from any major sort of a, a drop. Uh, and they do this through their interest rate policy and through printing money. By keeping interest rates low and printing enough money, stocks and real estate and many other asset markets are always going to go higher. And of course, that's great. Because who doesn't want their portfolio to to constantly go up? Who doesn't want the stock market to always go up? Why do we ever need a down day in the stock market with the Federal Reserve around? But though he's changed in the meantime, just as Grinch himself changed from from the actual story of Grinch, Jerome Powell in the second half of of 2018 didn't understand his role, his, his place in the financial system. He had the audacity to say that he felt the Federal Reserve was being too accommodative and that interest rates were just below the neutral rate, indicating that interest rates had to rise more. 
And of course, interest rate hikes, as we know, is, is the arch nemesis of, of Christmas cheer as well as the stock market going higher. And, and many people got very afraid with this statement by, by Jerome Powell. And, and to, to add to that, there was also concerns in, in 2018 uh, about Donald Trump and, and his um, continued insistence on pushing this trade war with China. Uh, China is, of course, the country that provides us with most of our, or at least a lot of our uh, Christmas goods, uh, Christmas toys and gadgets and electronics and all of that. And uh, Donald Trump had the audacity at the time to create a a trade war with, we were actually in the midst of a trade war at the time. I know it sounds scary compared to where we are today with, with the trade deal having been signed and the Federal Reserve having done a complete 180 degree turn from where we were a year ago, but... That was where we were at. In fact, it got so bad. People got so scared in the last couple months of 2018 that coming up on Christmas Day, in fact, the weekend leading up to, to Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve was, was a, on a Monday, uh, the, the Dow Jones was almost down 20%, down something like 15%. Everyone's portfolios were suffering, and it looked as though Christmas, though it would come as it always does come, would be far less cheerful than years past. But that is, of course, not how the story ends. On the 23rd of December, Steve Mnuchin, our, he's the hero, he's the protagonist of this story, he, uh, he decided to make a statement. He, first, he decided to, to take action. He was not happy with what the Grinch was doing. Uh, in this story, the Grinch did not entirely come around on his own. He needed a bit of a push from Steve Mnuchin to see the light, to understand why markets always must go higher and why he was wrong. Jerome Powell was wrong to uh, be raising rates and, and to, to indicate that the Fed was being too accommodative to markets. And so what he did the day before Christmas Eve was he came out uh, on, on Twitter. It was actually... A statement put out by uh, the Treasury Department, and it stated this, quote, Secretary Mnuchin conducted a series of calls today with the CEOs of the nation's six largest banks. I'm not going to say all their names, but it includes the CEO of Bank of America, Citi, Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan, uh, Morgan Stanley, and Wells Fargo. And the CEOs, of course, confirmed that they have ample liquidity available for lending to consumer business markets and all other market operations. He also confirmed that they have not experienced any clearance or margin issues and that the markets continue to function properly. But that wasn't enough. He knew that to to bring back Christmas in 2018 and to make sure everybody had a large uh, ham at their dinner table and that their uh, tree would be full of presents underneath it, he knew he had to go to the next level. And so what he did is he convened a meeting um, of, of what today is is commonly known as the Plunge Protection Team. Of course, a Plunge Protection Team was put in place under the uh, Bush administration, if I remember correctly. It may have been prior to that. It may have been the Reagan administration. Um, to, to ensure that markets never fail, that markets never fall more than they should. Just as their name suggests, they make sure that plunges are always preceded or, or followed by major moves to the upside. And so this statement continues tomorrow, this is Christmas Eve, 
what a hero this guy is, uh, taking time off his day on Christmas Eve to, to save Christmas. The secretary will convene a call with the president's working group on financial markets, which he chairs. This includes the board of governors of the Federal Reserve System, the Securities and Exchange Commission, the Commodities, the CFTC Commission, or CFTC. Uh, he's also invited the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency and the FDIC to participate as well. These key regulators will discuss coordination efforts to assure normal market operations. And that Christmas goes on. Of course, I did that last bit myself. Finally, it goes on to say, this is a quote from Mnuchin, we continue to see strong economic growth in the U.S. economy with robust activity from consumers and businesses. With the government shutdown, Treasury will have critical employees to maintain its core operations at fiscal services, IRS, and other critical functions within the department. And that is the story of how 2018 and, and how Christmas was saved. Now, of course, following this statement, as many people forget, on Christmas Eve, actually, stocks ended far, far lower. It was not a good day. But it was not much later, actually the day after Christmas, that stocks, stocks began to rebound. And it led to a, a great 2019. Um, stock market returns that far exceeded anybody's expectations. And that brings us to where we are today, coming up on stock, uh, the, the Christmas uh, 2019. Uh, I think it's important that we remember that without the Grinch, Jerome Powell, seeing the light and, and getting a better understanding of what that Christmas cheer is all about, as well as what the Federal Reserve's role is and, and what their place is in the financial system, we would not be where we are today. The stock market would not be where it is today. It wouldn't be without our savior, Steve Mnuchin, as well as Donald Trump and his signing of this phase one trade deal, which by all accounts looks as though it is perhaps the best trade deal in the history of trades. Without that, the stock markets would not be where we're at today. Without corporations ignoring their fiduciary responsibility to their, their shareholders and to, to their own finances, and instead uh, allocating tens or hundreds of billions of dollars to buy back their another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Stock. Without stocks, uh, without companies doing that, the stock market would not be where it's at today. Without Jerome Powell and his friends at the Federal Reserve, who we should all be incredibly thankful for, and their continued support of financial markets and the repo market operations through the injection of hundreds of billions, soon to be half a trillion dollars worth in the form of, of repo operations, liquidity injection, and quantitative easing. Without all of this, the Christmas of 2019 may have ended up even worse than 2018 was looking like it was going to be before Steve Mnuchin, the, the Secretary of the Treasury, stepped in. So I think this is just an important reminder for all of us that, that we don't know how good we have it here in the United States. Um, and and much, much of what I said here is, is true, whether you're in Australia or Canada or the UK or wherever around the world. Um, I think we should say a big thanks tonight uh, for, our, for our leaders, 
for Steve Mnuchin and his great service to uh, Goldman Sachs. I mean, uh, the, the U.S. government. Uh, we should we should say uh, um, a we should again thank Jerome Powell for his. Um, we should forgive him for his lack of understanding of of what he should have been doing leading up to Christmas last year. And we should thank him for for all that he's done to save Christmas this year. We should thank the Chinese and Donald Trump and as they continue to move towards finally signing this trade deal, which is only phase one of this trade deal, but by all accounts should be a tremendously great uh, deal for our country and certainly uh, will not end up as badly as most other trade deals have in the past for the United States. I think we have a lot to be thankful for this year. And, uh, okay, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I, I hope you guys are still sticking with me. It's tough for me to do that. that. Most of that story is true. Of course, it's all based on perception. Um, the Christmas of 2018, it, it was almost ruined. Um, but not because Jerome Powell and the Federal Reserve were, were playing Grinch, nor Donald Trump, um, even if I may disagree with with much of the trade war uh it's within his realm of of i guess powers and jerome powell what he's doing in the the uh, second half of 2018 was i think the the right thing or at least the writer thing compared to uh what he ultimately did and that was that was turning to 180 um deciding to to cut rates deciding to to eventually end quantitative tightening that was what he ultimately did and it is why today we have stocks at essentially an all-time high, why everybody's uh, 401k stocking is, is stuffed to the brim with, with returns in 2019. Um, but I want, to serve, I want this video, this podcast, to, to serve as a reminder that what we have today is hardly can be described as real. In fact, this story that I've put out here about uh, Mnuchin and ultimately Powell and, and company coming in to save the day, even corporations buying back their own stock, uh, in essence, driving the stock market higher. This has been the case for, for well over a decade. I think it's so easy for those that are not more well-informed with the markets or those that are permanently bullish on the economy and the stock market and don't see any problem with what's going on, even if they are market participants or analysts or whatever, to forget that this story of... of Christmas 2018 was very much the same, or at least draws parallels with every single scare since the Great Recession. Whether it's been Europe and some of the issues they dealt with back in what 2011, 12, 13, some of their sovereign debt crises and whatnot, or um, the uh, potential recession that we were going to face towards the end of 2015, 2016 uh, here in the United States, as well as a slowdown in China's economy. Um, as well as what's happened in 2018 and, and even what's happened in 2019 with uh, the, the liquidity uh, shortfall and, and everything that's been going on with, with the repo markets and, and the Federal Reserve's uh, intervention in that. The story all along has been just that. It's been intervention, whether it's uh, China and, and a massive injection of credit and liquidity or the United States and the Federal Reserve stepping in or tax cuts or the Secretary of the Treasury himself, whatever it is, it has always been the story that, that markets always need to be saved and therefore they are saved. Um, of course, that in some way defeats the purpose of a market. 
markets in, in their natural state do not always go up. They should not always go up. In fact, if, if history is any uh, um, aid to us, uh, markets should not always go up for too long because what ultimately happens is valuations become extremely stretched. They, they become overvalued and it snaps backwards, just like when you, you pull a rubber band tighter and tighter further and further apart, the two ends further and further apart. When it ultimately snaps, whether it's you letting go or the rubber band itself just breaking, it's it's a violent process. And so the Fed has this idea that it's part of their job to, to keep markets up, always need to be going up, up, up. Um, a correction, a liquidity crisis, a recession is always a bad thing. And I get it. People losing jobs, the stock market going down, people's retirements dropping by significant percentage points uh, on, on a daily or weekly basis, that's, that's scary to be in the midst of that. And yet it's necessary. No different than a, than a California um, uh, forest that needs to be burnt at some point or else you just have more and more dry foliage, dry brush um, setting itself up for an even larger fire than otherwise would have occurred. Right. The same is true for markets, the stock market, precious metals, the dollar, bond markets, you name it. Corrections are a healthy process. And when they are stopped, when they are quickly reversed and ramped up, up to all-time highs as quick as possible through outside intervention, what you end up with is, is not a market. It's a one-way elevator higher until ultimately that support system fails. And, and that's ultimately what's going to happen. Obviously, it hasn't arrived for Christmas 2019. But there'll be a day when all the Christmas cheer in the world and all the liquidity and all of the stock buybacks and pumping of markets by, by regulators and, and, and members of, of uh, the White House or, or central banks around the world uh, won't be able to send these markets higher when people realize that markets should not be as high as they currently are and that the Fed and governments have very little ability uh, to, to create growth because of, of the, the law of diminishing returns when it comes to uh, credit creation and, and lowering interest rates and whatnot. And that's where we're heading in the future. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to ruin you guys' Christmas. I'm not trying to cast a shadow over it. But remind yourselves that, that this world that we live in today of continuously higher highs in the stock market and, and everything else that comes with that is phony. It's not real. Um, and, and ultimately is, is, uh, is going to come to an end, right? And, and, and unfortunately, those market forces or markets or market participants or regulators or central bankers or whoever it is that, that pushes this market over the edge, they're going to be called the Grinch. Um, and yet, it, it may be one of the the best, I don't know, most thoughtful things that they could do over the long term. Because the longer we put this off, the worse it's going to be for us, as, as many of you, as millions of Americans are, are heading towards retirement or already in retirement. Uh, it's going to be worse for future generations. And that's why for so long I've been, been saying that we need to, to get this over with. We need to let this thing fall apart. But of course, that is not the job of the Federal Reserve, or at least it would appear that that's not the job to, to make sure that things are balanced, that inflation and whatnot is in check. Rather, it's the job of the Federal Reserve to ensure that markets are always going higher, regardless of what true inflation is, or regardless of the bubbles and the excesses that they're creating. 
As always, thank you guys for tuning in to today's podcast, and God bless.